Hey everyone, it's Father JD. Thank you so much for listening to this week's homily. Uh, I just wanted to give you a note. Whenever I went to record the homily this week, I was having some technical difficulties. So what I decided to do was I had a drive ahead of me. So I figured I'd just set my stuff up and preach while in my car. Um, don't worry, I was safe. Everything was on the seat. Wasn't like texting and driving or anything like that. But uh, if you hear any background noise or any ambient noise from the road, uh, I'm really sorry. But I just felt like it was important to get you this week's message. Um, so enjoy it. God bless you. Stay safe. Uh, and can't wait to see you. Peace. This week, as I was re preparing for my homily, I was reminded of two things that we really cherish in our culture. Um, the first is family. Uh, South Louisiana Cajun culture, we have a very, very clear, clear connection uh, with our family. So much so that people grow up around their families, myself included. Uh, the second thing that we have a very big connection to is hard work. We're proud, right? Uh, we're proud of being a hard worker. It's one of the best compliments you can give to somebody. Um, these two things came, reminded me of a, of a story uh, when I was a kid. I remember uh, we didn't worry about babysitters, as I've said before, and my, my grandmother uh, would, would become our babysitter every summer, and, and so often we would find ourselves making our way over to Mama's house, either, um, either for, for vacation or after school or whatever it was. We made ourselves to Mama's house and um, over to Mama's house, and it was just always a, it was always a, a blast. Um, Lunchtime would come, and, and my grandpa, who was, a, who was a farmer and farmer by trade and sugarcane farmer, I was always out in the fields from, you know, before the sun up to lunch. But when he would come in for lunch, something very interesting would happen. Um, it would be like the parting of the Red Sea. Didn't matter who was in the way, um, Papa would walk in, and he would come, he had his seat. Don't sit in his seat. He had his, uh, Mama would make his food for him, and, and it was served and ready to go, and it was you, you didn't get in the way, right? He ate because he was a hard worker. He was out in the field for four, five, six hours sometimes up to that point. Um, he would eat his food, take his little rest, and then he was right back in the field in the afternoon, sometimes and oftentimes until it was dark or, or getting dark. And then he would come home and he would take care of the sheep that were in the, in the back, in the field, in the back behind their house. He was a farmer by trade and Every day, every time I remember as a kid seeing him when I was around my grandmother's house, I'd spend the night, you'd see him come home and he was head to toe in dirt, head to toe in the, 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 and the smell of the field was on him and, and he had just been working hard all day out in the sun, you know, tilling the land and, and, and sweating. I remember uh, as a kid, I would want to go help him or, or run around with him or play or talk or, or, or share or something. And a lot of times my grandmother would play interference, right? My grandmother would, she would kind of, okay, yeah, yeah, let my Paul go rest. He needs to go get his rest. That was a favorite thing to say, he needs to go get his rest. I never understood why he needed to go get his rest. Until uh, in between my freshman and sophomore year at LSU, I was studying engineering. I got on with this little engineering firm with my sister um, that, she was, that she was working at. And basically I was kind of doing a little bit of all the work and while I was there, this, this one project came up and there was a panel, a safety panel that came off of an oil rig. This is 2009. It came off of an oil rig that had been hit by Katrina. And when it came into the shop, we opened a door and, and water of the Gulf poured out. It, had been, it hadn't been opened since 2005, at least, and it was, uh, it was pretty disgusting. 
And I remember sitting in the shop looking at it and thinking, I don't know who got to mess with that thing, but I feel bad for him. And then my boss looked at me and said, I want you to strip it, all the components out. I want you to clean it and make it look as good as new. And I was shocked. I don't know what, wait, what? I, I have to clean this, I, I have to clean this panel. It's disgusting. It, it's nasty. It rust everywhere. So sure enough, I would show up to work and jeans and my t-shirt and just get to work and I'd come home after a hard day of work just rusty components and stainless steel cleaner and just I, I came home head to toe with just the smell of the gulf on me smell of rust and hydraulic fluid and just it was just disgusting hands all beat up and arms tired because it was a, a hard day of work I finally understood my grandfather finally understood why my, my grandmother would play interference and, and why Papa was needed his rest. Because quite honestly, a hard day of work is exhausting. Hard work is, is tiresome. Well, today in our gospel, Jesus, right, he, he says this phrase, he, he uses this image at the end of today's gospel, where you put on my yoke and you'll receive rest. Now in the in our minds, we might not catch on to it. A yoke, the purpose of a yoke was the wooden collar that you would put two oxen in and they would plow the field. The yoke was seen as a burden. The yoke was seen as hard work. The yoke was seen as something that was anything but restful. And Jesus is saying, if you put on my yoke, you'll receive rest. It doesn't make sense. It, it, doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't register. It, it, it's a riddle. His parable today is one of those parables that it doesn't follow, that it's illogical, right? It doesn't make sense. In fact, a yoke to an, to an ancient uh, Israelite would have been actually the yoke of the Torah, the burden that the Torah, the code, the moral code of their living put on them. Or the yoke would have been the yoke of the Babylonian uh, oppressors that they had. Or, or the other kingdoms, the Syrians, the different people that were in charge, other nations that were in charge that would oppress. It was burdensome. It was heavy. It was hard. So when the word yoke comes out of Jesus' mouth and then he, he, he guarantees rest, it just doesn't make sense. In fact, the, the, the Jewish people that he was speaking to would have probably heard him and, and just tuned him out. This doesn't make sense. I don't get you. You're, you're a false prophet, whatever. They would have just kind of probably written him off. And quite honestly, I don't know if I, would, I could blame them. Because we had enough, they had enough burdens they had to follow in following the Torah, in following the law, in living out their life according to the moral code. In fact, I think that same sentiment can translate today in our world. Because our church, a lot of times, younger people, my, my generation really, a lot of times people don't want to go to the church. Why? Because you have to live a certain way. You're, you're burdened by the Ten Commandments. You're burdened by this moral way of living. You're burdened by all of the stuff that the church puts on you. Sunday Mass and you know, going to confession or, or whatever. All of these different ways in which the church, the things the church asks of us, the precepts of the church, they can seem burdensome when they're by themselves and isolated. Quite honestly, I, I, personally, I, I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, we got enough burdens in our life. 
We have enough burdens. Some of those burdens might be our own fault. They might be due to our own sin, our own imprudence, our, our, own, our own shortcomings. But there's a lot of burdens that are imposed from the outside as well. There are a lot of burdens that other things put on us, that other people are responsible for. But I have to live with the burden. Think of if you're a parent, and if you're someone of a certain generation, you've got aging parents right now, and they're, they're on their way to passing away, and, and you're trying to take care of them. If, if I think of uh, people that may have wronged us in the past, people that might have slighted us, things like divorce or loss of a job, those are burdensome things. If you're a parent and you have a kid, and that kid's now at the age to make their own decisions about their faith, and they're not coming back, or they're not, it's not important to them. So often, the burdens of our life, we got enough of them. So why burden me with more from the church itself? Why is Jesus saying, I want you to take on my yoke, my burden? Well, I think if we understand three things about the yoke, it'll help us not only contextualize what Jesus is saying, but also it'll show how his yoke can be restful for us. The first thing is that Jesus' yoke, that a yoke would connote, would, it would make you believe that there are two, that there's an, there, there are two beasts of burden, there are two oxen that are carrying the plow. The yoke was a, was a collar that was worn, but it was often worn by two bulls or two oxen, and those two oxen would pull the plow together. See, the thing is, is that when Jesus is saying, take on my yoke, he's not saying, look, here's the yoke, you take it on by yourself. Oh, no, no, no. What he's doing is, is he's inviting us next to him to take on his yoke. He's inviting us into relationship with him. He's, he wants to be, God wants to be a part of every burden that we have, of every cross that we carry, of every, every, every yoke that we have to strap ourselves to, of all of our work, whether it be from the fields or the mechanic shop, to just live in a good and true and just holy life. God wants to be involved. It's not a, it's not a soul, like a solo project. This is not us being by ourselves out in the world doing our own thing, but that it's God with us under the weight of this burden, under the weight of this yoke. The second thing I think we have to remember about the yoke is that the yoke is not ours. The, the yoke is not for me. Jesus says, I want you to take on my yoke. He's the one that's in this yoke already. He's the one that's accomplishing the work. He's the one that's bringing about the fruit and tilling the soil. He's inviting us into his work. I think of I, when, I, when I think of this image of the wood that's connecting these two oxen, I remember when I was in uh, high school, I was, I was a freshman in high school, and I was doing the Living Way of the Cross that we have here at St. Hilary, and I remember doing this, doing this Living Way of the Cross, and ever since then, the fifth station of the, of the Way of the Cross is something that has stuck with me. Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry the cross. And I remember when we got, when, when it was, because I was Simon, and I, I I remember in the play, my, my, my great acting ability, I'll sign, I'll sign autographs later if you'd like, but I, I remember during the course of this, of this play that when I would go to pick up the cross, 
that the best and easiest way to both have a hand on the cross is for me to be on one side, the guy playing Jesus to be on the other, and the wood of the cross to be across both of our shoulders and the, the vertical bar to be right in between us. In a lot of ways, we were yoked together in carrying the cross for a play. Simon of Cyrene was yoked with Christ to carry his cross. And in the same way that Simon carries the cross of Jesus with him and next to him, Jesus gives us this as a signal, as a sign of saying, I want to be there on the other side helping you carry your cross. You see, today's gospel is on the heels of last week's gospel. And in last week's gospel, we heard Jesus say very, very plainly, very, very bluntly, that you have to take up your cross and follow him. Well, Jesus is saying it's not just on you to take up your cross, but let me in. Let me claim it as my cross. I've carried my cross. Let me carry yours with you. That we invite Jesus into into the carrying of of this cross. That Jesus wants to be next to us. That the burden lays on him as much as us as we go through day to day carrying our burdens, whatever they may be. No matter how big or how small, how heavy or how light that cross might seem, Jesus wants to be right there next to us, step in step, carrying the burdens with us, yoking himself to us, us yoking ourselves to him. The third point I think we need to remember about this yoke is that it accomplishes work. Yokes Whenever two bulls were yoked together, two oxen were yoked together, and they were pulling that plow in the field, there was work being accomplished. The, 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 the dirt would be tilled. The rows would be planted. There was, a, there was an action that was bearing fruit. When we yoke ourselves to Christ, when, Christ, when we allow Christ to yoke himself to us, when we, together with Christ, carry our cross, just as Simon of Cyrene, carried Jesus' cross and and grace abound because work was accomplished. Jesus was brought, brought that cross and was crucified on it, died for our sins and gave us salvation and eternal life. The entire mystery and coming of Jesus, the purpose of it is for us, for we to receive the gift of grace that he has for us on Calvary. From his incarnation as a baby and his birth at Christmas to his paschal mystery, his life, his death, and his resurrection to the ascension into heaven where he throws open the gates of heaven. This entire mystery, the Christ event, is made available so that you and I don't have to carry our burdens alone. This is why Jesus came. This is why he wants to be a part of our life. This is why he was raised. And this is why he still gives us the grace of the Holy Spirit in our life today. So that we, don't, we are not alone in carrying our cross. And that the struggles and the burdens of our life today will bear fruit. And fruit that will last. So often, uh, that image of two oxen carrying and being yoked together and accomplishing this work. That image of two being next to each other. When the Lord is next to us, just like I think the oxen from time to time, one might be tired. One might not be able to go. One might be weaker. What happens is, is the other ends up carrying more weight for them. 
We know this. If you're, if you're married, you know what it's like to, you know what it's like to have two. And sometimes, you know what? I'm just not as good as I should be. And my spouse has to pick up the slack. Sometimes I just can't do whatever reason, whether I'm sick or tired or, or burdened or, or just a hard day at work. Sometimes, you know what? The other just has to pick up the slack. In the same way, when it comes to carrying our cross daily, Jesus just wants to be a part of it. He can do the heavy lifting for us. And in that way, we're not burdened with the whole weight of the cross for ourselves. Rather, Jesus takes on the heaviest parts. He takes on the biggest parts. He takes on the most burdensome parts of our life. Of sickness, of struggle, of addiction, of children or parents or whatever the burden of our life might be, no matter how big or small, Christ takes on the heavy lifting for us all. Christ takes on the biggest burdens that we have. The most important work that we can do in this equation, the most, the hardest work for us is to remain close to Him, is to let Him in, is to let ourselves, let our burdens be carried by Him. We're either going to carry our burdens alone or we're going to carry them with the Lord. And when we yoke ourselves to Him, Jesus is inviting us into letting Him do the heavy lifting. So today, as we come to receive communion, today as we come to be before our Lord, let us receive Him and receive that invitation from Him to yoke ourselves to Him so that today's, today's gospel isn't isn't a mystery, but it makes sense. That today's gospel will make sense in our lives, that we can go to Him, we who are labored and are burdened by so much. He gives us rest. He gives us reprieve. He gives us Himself to do the heaviest of lifting in our life. Amen.